0: It's time out for so coming to service, and you're not getting yours. One thing about this generation, we will not be a building as long as we will not be a body of Christ as long as Pastor Mike is in charge, that we come into church, and it's a normal day. This is supposed to be the hospital. I just flew all the way from Las Vegas, 10.50 last night. And got here this morning at 8.30. I've been flying red eye all night long. Because somebody needed to be delivered today. You see, this wasn't the day to take off. Amen. Don't come to church and take off. Don't come to church and sit down. Don't come to church and not get your praise in. Don't come to church and it's just merely another day. When you come on this lot. Everybody on this lot should sense a presence in this corner down here that is so powerful that they want to know what's going on down here in the corner. Don't come to the building because I promise you, I just rode above the clouds. I looked out and I saw, I couldn't see the ground, but we were on top of the clouds because of the turbulence. I've just seen some stuff that it's nothing but the grace of God that I'm here. It's not by anything that Mike did, but it's truly by the grace of God. So for me to come into this building and sit and not give God the praise, and if I don't get through to the adults, children, listen to me. It is not okay to come into the church and sit on your butt. And when I say sit on your butt, I mean you might sit there and clap your horns, but I mean sit and do nothing. It's not okay. Because God's been too good to all of us. God was a gutter. God
1: started
0: to our It was nobody but God. Don't ever get to a place that you wake and It's just another day. You see, when my feet hit the ground here in Ronald, Virginia this morning, I said, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, because there was a moment that in the flight that it was so bad that the guy that I was with, he, he didn't even tell me, but he said, man, after we got through, he said, man, I was just praying. And what I was doing up there, I was thinking back to my messages, and my messages were that when you wait on God, as I preached last week, you're not waiting for God, but you're waiting on God. If you're waiting for God, you're waiting for God to act. But if you're waiting on God, you're waiting for him to speak. And when God speaks a word, it's powerful. It's powerful in our lives. It's powerful in any situation that you're in. You see I'm waiting on God because I know that he's a healer. I'm waiting on God today because I know that he's a justifier. I'm waiting on God today because I know he's an incarnate word. I'm waiting on God today because he's magnificent. I'm waiting on God today because he's the Alpha and the Omega. I'm waiting on God today because he's a bread. I'm waiting on God today because he's Christ. I'm waiting on God today because He's my thing. I'm waiting on God today. Lord, be the top. He's my everything. I'm waiting on God today because he's a friend of a friend. I'm waiting on God today because he's a God of
1: love. I'm
0: waiting on God today because he's a healer. I'm waiting on God today. Somebody gonna get this in a minute. You can God in your life, that folk around you they see something marvelous, they see something spectacular, they see something in you that they don't see in other folk. And I'm talking about other folk that might go to a church. Because I don't tell folk to just go to church anymore. You gotta go to a life-changing word, a life-battle-based building, a church where you'll get the word that will heal your life, that will deliver your life, that will change your life. Because if I can change the way that you think, you all haven't seen anything yet. Amen. You haven't seen anything in your life. I'm going to hit you with something today about the name of Jesus. Where's the power? And what's been happening for a while, you've been praying the wrong way. But I'm going to give you some word today. And if you don't have notes, ask somebody to give you a pen or pad. But We're going to start out. I'm going to give you a scripture. Then you can take your seat. It's coming out of the book of Acts chapter 4. And the 12th verse says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among the men by which we must be saved. You may take your seats. What then you will not play the end of the day. Acts chapter 4, the 12th verse. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men. By which we must be saved. Where does the authority come from? What does authority look like in your life? All of us sitting here, we have some type of authority at some point in our lives. We have authority over our children. We have authority on our jobs. We didn't even have authority in churches. We have authority in many different places in our life. But what does true authority look like? I have looked at this word this entire week. You see, vacation for me is still studying the word of God when I am on vacation, playing golf and doing other things that I like to do. But vacation is truly sitting down and not having distractions and being able to understand and hear from God. And God has been speaking to me on this passage here about authority and understanding authority means power. And control. And if you're going to have that power and control in your life, it's time for some of us sitting here. Because everybody's not going to take this in of God. But it's time for some of us sitting here to stop playing games and start recognizing who signs the check. Amen. You don't sign the check. Your job don't sign the check. Jesus signs the check. The reason why some of us are having checks that's bouncing. It's because you don't have Jesus on the chair. You have your name on the chair. It's something about the word authority. It's something about a name that brings great authority. It's something about giving God the desires of our heart. Giving God what he wants us to be like and live like and walk like. But it's something about the name Something about the name. I thought about this all week, all night. Kids can be outside playing. And one of the kids can say, y'all better come in the house and eat. And the siblings will look at the kid and be like, okay, whatever. Well. But if that kid comes back out the house and says, Daddy said Everything goes like this. Once you hear the word daddy, it don't have to be what daddy's is even saying. It's daddy said it. They didn't have the authority when they said come in and eat. But when they put daddy's name there, daddy said Folks, we got to get to the place where whatever we're doing, it's daddy said That I don't I'm healed. Daddy said that my mind is right. Daddy said that I have more than enough. Daddy said that he's going to write down finances and, 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 and mental stability in my life. Daddy said it. It's time out for using your name and stuff because your name on the check don't get it cashed. And the devil is looking at you saying, oh, you really thought you could fool with me. Have crazy, you wonder why your finances ain't being corrected. You wonder why your children run around, but while you wonder why your marriage is all over the place, you wonder why your church is out of order. Because too many folk out here, they've forgotten the name of Jesus. My Bible tells me that if something about that name. You see, names and titles bring authority. I'm the pastor, so that means I'm in charge of the church. A principal is in charge of the school. A general is in charge of the military. There's something about titles, folks. You can't get around titles and who Jesus truly is. I'm going to give you a scripture that says every knee. There's something about it when you look at that scripture. Matter of fact, let's flip it out. I'm going ahead of myself, but I I want you to see this. Every knee. Every knee. I want you to start. We're going to start it back in Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to run you around. So that's the reason why I said, I hope that you you can record this. But it's time out for not giving enough scriptures that you need to be able to go home. Because this is the only thing that's going to change your life. This is the only thing that's going to change your household. This is the only thing that's going to change your church. This is the only thing that's going to change your job. Some of you, you're fighting a battle. And you ain't figured it out yet why you just can't win. Because you're not doing it in the name and through the name of Jesus. You're trying to do it through your intellectual ability. You're trying to do it through your money. You're trying to do it through your manipulation. Hmm. Philippians chapter 2. And while you're writing, I'm going to give you another one, too. Just go ahead and write the scripture there, but I'm going to come to it in just a little bit. Second Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 5. Romans 10, 13. I need you all to get these scriptures, and I need you to clarify where they need to well, be. Philippians chapter 2. Now, 311. It says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, listen to this, at the name, at his very name, i got to stop there because I've read the scripture many a times and it's floated right through it. But at the name of Jesus, at his name, every knee is going to bow. Of those in heaven, those in earth, on earth, those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, turn over to Romans 10 13. And we're going to settle this thing here in Corinthians. Romans 10 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Somebody should be getting this. It's about the name. Now what I want you to do is turn to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10. It's about the name. Folks out here now, when they sell something, their name sells it. The name. The name. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We're going to take a moment and I'm going to twist this thing around and I'm going to throw it at you and that's why I'm saying. I want you to really take some notes and, and write some some, it's some stuff here that I'm sure some of us have looked at for a while and, and truly you're not really putting it in the proper perspective. But when it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We must recognize that there is an unseen battle that's raging about all of us. And the enemy's job is to build strongholds in your mind. His job is to conceal himself, listen to this now, to conceal himself in your mind, in your thoughts, in your ideas, in your impressions. The feelings that you wake up sometimes with and you don't even understand why you have that feeling. The enemy's job is to conceal himself, is to hide He don't care about being secretive about what he's doing because he's building something. And when you look up the definition of about build, B-U-I-L-D, it means to put parts together. And what the enemy is doing in our lives, he's taking your habitual pattern thinking here and taking your thought life here and he's building, putting them together with negative thoughts, negative ideas. So he's building it. And what he's doing, he's saying, if I can comprise your habitual pattern of thinking. And I'm going to give you an example. I ain't never going to be no better than what I am. I ain't never going to be no better than what I am. Everything I try to do seems like I fail at everything. I'm never going to do this. You know what? It's just not meant for me to be this and be that. He got you. That's where now you're to a every pattern. My son or my child, they going to never be no good. My child, they're just always bad. they just this. they just this. Instead of confessing the truth, Amen. the word of God, That's right. the promises of God, he takes that habitual pattern of you constantly saying the same dumb stuff and he takes your thought life and he just starts building on it, And it gets to a place that is so large and so big that it it's hard for you to turn around because you're going to make such a mess. And listen, you have nothing in enemy, you. you have. Because you think outside the box where you shouldn't be in a negative way. And we're going to talk about imaginations. And this is why the Bible says, cast them down. Because it is truly, the battlefield is truly in our mind. He wants to hide and conceal himself in every thought that we have. He wants you to feel like God don't love you. He wants you to question, why would God do this? Why would God let a little child die? Why would God let me be broken? People over here that don't even go to church, don't <coughs> come to know him. And they're living just fine. The enemy knows he's concealed himself in your thoughts right there. That you have the audacity to question God. Instead of trust God and believe God for whatever your life is, yeah. you will have the audacity to say why. And once you say why, he's there. Yeah. It's a lot of folks walking around and the enemy has concealed himself in their thoughts and they don't even know it. It's folk that have no idea. They think they're a real prosperous life. But the enemy is sitting back saying, my. You don't even know it, but you could be a billionaire if you ever stop thinking like that. But you think because you're making a million dollars, you're right. You think because you make $20 an hour, you're right. And the enemy's sitting back saying, you have no idea what's waiting on you. But as long as I can stay concealed in your thoughts and keep you saying negativity, keep you saying everything negative, you don't see nothing positive. Everything you say, I had a guy on my trip with me like that. Everything would be negative. Negative. Yeah, this is probably going to happen. And I began to tell him, no, 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 no. you got to think positive. Life and death is right here in your mouth. You can put it in the atmosphere. And guess what? I'm going to make it real simple on this one. You reap what you sow. You sow bad stuff out your mouth. You reap bad stuff back in your life. So here's the enemy. He concealed himself in your tongue, in your mouth, which is flowing out negative, and you keep doing it. It's a habit because once you do it once, twice, three times, five times, ten times, that's all you know as a habit. It just—it's recall. It's on recall. No matter whatever happens, it recalls right back to that. And he said, "Oh, I got you because now I'm going to take that and I'm gonna build on your thought life, and now you're gonna embrace that you ain't nothing, you ain't no good, you ain't never gonna be no good." You're gonna embrace because his job is to distract and deceive so that you don't believe. Distract and deceive you so that you don't believe. And one of the nastiest tricks that he have is having folk out here thinking that ah, it really ain't no devil. Things just happen. Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, some things do just happen. Everything you can't put on that devil, but you better believe when Lucifer was thrown out of heaven with a third of his angels. you got to understand who this dude really is. See, he has angels that he sent out to do his demonic activity. But Lucifer, his whole job is he wants to get into your imagination, your creativity, your resourcefulness. When the Bible says, cash down, and let's read that every imagination. I want y'all to think I'm saying anything that you all is not in the Word. And we in 2 Corinthians 10, and the fifth verse says, "Casting down imaginations, arguments, and everything happening that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ." You must understand today, we have a job to do, and your job is to demolish. If you won't write. Your job is to demolish and expose Satan for who he is. My job as the pastor is to equip you so that you can demolish and expose. You want to expose Satan for who he is, which he's hiding in a place that a lot of folk carry him with them everywhere they go. This is why some of you don't get no rest at night. This is why some of you don't get the rest on the job. This is why some of you don't get the rest even in church. It's because you carry this dude in your thoughts and you haven't recognized it, so this is why you can't deal with this. You don't even recognize that he's hiding in everything right here at the battlefield, right here in your body. But you can be delivered today. You can be delivered by the word of God and also by laying on of hands. It's something about the name of Jesus. It's something about that name. The name, every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to confess. It's something about that name that every knee is going to bow. I don't see where it says Jesus is going to tell you about. It's something about that thing that you're going to bow. Listen. We, We didn't listen to this thing for years. It's something about that name that name. when you say a name, of, if you have a million dollars in the bank, you can give me your checkbook, but it does me no good if you have a sign a check. If your name is not on the check, I'm going to the bank with a piece of paper. Some of you, that's what's happening in your lives. You're walking about. The devil is roaring, he's raging roaring at the roaring line. He's out and about, he's out to sift you up as wheat. He's out to tear you down. He's out to demolish you. But our job is to demolish him and to expose him. And the way that you expose him is by knowing the word of God. The way you expose him is when you think in certain things that you know is contrary to the word of God, you back up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. The Bible says submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. The first part of that. First is submit to God. We gotta learn how to submit to God before our financial situation will be corrected. You gotta learn how to submit to God before your house, your marriage, or anything else will be corrected. You gotta learn how to submit to God, and then you'll know how to resist the enemy, and you'll watch him because you are here to demolish and expose him. Get it in your minds. I need everybody with me today to say with me, my job. My job. Oh, I ain't got you yet. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Glory be to God. I'm asking God for some soldiers up in here and telling you about that. If you're a soldier in this building and you know you're a true soldier, if people got to look at you like you're crazy, I need you jumping up out your seat or hollering or yelling. When, when you say these things, you got to believe them. Yes. The reason why things are happening in our life We're too selfish mm. I'm giving you scripture that says We are supposed to demolish the enemy yes, And expose him For who he is He's a liar he's, he's an accuser of the brethren yes. He brings nothing good in your life So let's try it again Say my job it's My job. <laughs> Demolish and, demolish, demolish, and expose, and and expose Satan. Satan, Satan, for the devil that he is, for the devil that he is. In Jesus' name, in, in Jesus, name. Jesus' name. Amen. talk praise. A lot of folks don't understand why their life just seems like it's a shadows. But I'm giving you a secret here today that's been hidden in the Word of God, and it says it's been hidden for the, it's been hidden because of those that think they're wise and prudent that they can understand the Word of God, and it comes by having somebody on the inside. You see, when you show up to whatever it is, you gotta understand that you show up with somebody. You show up with the man that signed the text. If you got the Spirit of God on and your church forsake you, I'm your ride or die. Let it your pocketbook is on i I'm how I see the righteous or and This is the God that I serve. I serve a mighty, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I do serve no small, small yes, God. I serve a God that he should yeah But he said, I'll step right down in your situation, Mike. Right? You know why? Because I'm on the inside Amen. of it. Yes. Yes. The yes. reason yes. why you can get through to me, guys, get to me, Mike, is because you know the God man, his name is Jesus. Yes. You see, when you know Jesus, yes. you can talk to God. Yes. Because he said, I am the way the truth. And the yeah, like, yeah. no man cometh unto yeah. the Father but by me. Yeah. But a lot of folks try to step around Jesus, yeah. and they can't figure out what's wrong, what's happening. It's because you don't know there's biblical qualifications, and the one biblical qualification that's so simple that we have twisted and ran around some of is If you want a prayer answer, you got to go through Jesus. That's the qualification. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't have to run and do groceries and run around a building ten times, but he said, do it in my name. Yeah. Amen. In my amen. name. Amen. Do you know the name of Jesus today? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Soon as something happens, we start hollering for everybody but Jesus. Oh, amen. Let me get on the phone and call pastor. Let me get on the phone and call this person. Let me talk to this person. And, and you, you don't recognize that he's the creator. He's the originator. Amen. He's the executor. <laughs> he put all of it together. Amen. He's the creator. Yes. The originator. Yes. And the executor. Yes. He had the POA, the plan of action. Amen. Yes. Not Satan. Not your cousin. On Not that guy you think will pull you out of whatever you in because it ain't going to happen. Amen. You sit here today thinking others can pull you up. It's the name of Jesus That's right. where the power is. Amen. It's the name of Jesus. You've got to have it in your house. Amen. It's the name of Jesus that you got to have when you're looking for a certain job and Amen. you say, look here, Jesus, I need to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Amen. In that automobile that you wore, Jesus, I need to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Flying all the way across the country, Jesus, I need to have a conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. We need to start talking to Jesus and you don't just seal a prayer, but in Jesus' name. See, some folks do that. They don't pray everything, but I want to teach you all that it's different. You don't just pray, God, I thank you for this. I thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen. That's okay, but you need to be praying through Jesus' name. Jesus needs to be all in your prayer from the beginning to the end, not sealing you at the end. He needs to, You need to open up with Father. I thank you for your son. Yes. I thank you because what he's already done. He went to the cross. Like yes. If he don't do nothing else. You see that song that I put him on this morning. Yes. He's already done enough. Yes. Everybody in the church, I promise you. Yes. I'm looking for such a radical church. That the Bible says it's like I'm shoving my bones. I there any one of you. And I got a light right here behind my organ. I dare any one of you come here and let me put this light on you, you don't move. <laughs> <laughs> let me put this light on, you don't move, I'll give you a hundred dollars today. Somebody out there praising up the trash. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they crazy up the trash for that hundred dollars. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Yeah. And lose his soul. Got that hundred dollars, but then I got to go pick a little dance for about <coughs> two fifty three, fifty four. Emergency <laughs> room, see me. So you still lost. <laughs> and he said, "It's like fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. Something that's shut up and it's hot, and it, it's like that. I'm telling you right now. Woo, it'll make you move. Yeah. It'll make you move, people. Yeah. I need some folk in new generation that yeah. you want to be radical and you want to you want to act like praising for God." We go to the ball game and just shout at the food, get half naked. It'll be 20 degrees and they got their shirts off the letters all over the chest. Well, we come into the house of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take all of that to serve God. But why does it take all of that to go out here and root for a team that you get no dividends from when they win? Right, and time. we brag on them, too. Right. I ain't even going to start no the northern area. If I just say something about the cowboys, half of in here, half pray. (laughs) Got them all over the church. (laughs) You might have to start telling Michael, pull them out, (laughs) Michael. But we can go jump for the cowboys, the eagles, whatever your team is. And we're gonna wrap that one day. We're gonna have a Sunday where we wrap our teeth. Come in here with your church. There you go. So we can have our own stadium right here. Right here. Church ain't gotta be boring. No, 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 no. no, no. New generation can't be like other churches where we just it's gotta be the protocol same thing. Right. Amen. Right. Right. Be excited about your life. Be excited about who you are. The enemy is trying to hide in your thoughts and make you wake up with, I'm no good. Does God, here we go, does God love me? That's where really we messed up. John three sixteen says, God so loved the world. that he didn't win. gave. And gave his only son. I don't know nobody in here right now that will give their child up. I said, get your the child up here. your sacrifice." I don't know anybody in here. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have yep. everlasting life. Some of y'all might want to give up a kid, okay. I just grabbed that through this. We still pray for Google. Glory be to God. Bring it back because I want you to make some more notes. We still say. Chapter 10. And it says, cast the down imaginations. Listen to what imaginations mean. It means you have the ability to create and be resourceful. You have the ability to create and be resourceful. Your imagination is what will earn some of you all millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But now let's take that creativity and resourcefulness and Put it back to the scripture, spiritual warfare is what we're talking about. Casting down imaginations. If you can be creative and resourceful, how creative and resourceful do you think the devil can be? Casting down imaginations. You gotta cast down that mess that he put inside your mind. You got and he is so resourceful. He does guerrilla warfare on a lot of us, and we don't even know that he's just messing our kid all up, yeah. casting down. That's why you got to cast down those imaginations. You got to cast down his creativity. You got to cast down when, 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 you don't even realize that they're punching your buttons. They're coming at you sideways. And you get it? When they mess with your children. You want to see somebody that comes crazy? <laughs> Mess with somebody's children. And I'm going to take you to a whole other level. I'm going to take some of y'all to a whole other level. And if you ain't here, you won't know what I'm talking about. Mess <laughs> with their <that> grandbabies. <laughs> I'll step across their mom and daddy to get you. Mm-hmm. See, my grandbabies, both of them Facetime me while I was in baby. Want to know why it's dark out there. Want to know this, want to know that. Want me to watch them while they're doing back bends and everything else. <laughs> and everybody with me saying, You just stay on the phone while they just leave and come back. I said, Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> they go eat come back and still on the phone, and look at them like, oh, well, what are you gonna do there, for?" <laughs> <laughs> you want somebody to get you, people, you need to be aware of the enemy. He's coming at you in tactical ways, he's strategizing. He's coming at you in ways that you don't even see him and he's there before you know it and you've lost who you're supposed to be. Amen. Amen. And if you think you can't lose who you're supposed to be, the devil's looking and seeing what will make you just plumb, go bust wild. Yes. What will make you lose your mind? Some of y'all sit here and think about it. What will make you just pass out? But well, that's what you need to be praying about. Don't hide and run away from it. Oh no, that's not me. You know who you are. Amen. Amen. I know who I am. I'll tell you certain things about me. Don't do. <laughs> if God don't hold me, we got a problem. And I'm hoping and praying that He holds me. You got to understand and know who you are. Amen. Understand and know when you cast it down, to imagination. Anything and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that tells you, and it will be you sometimes, that will just be so negative and repetitive. He's building. Remember, he's building like building a house. He starts with a foundation, and the foundation is that habitual pattern of your thinking. He's says, all right, I'm laying a block here. I'm laying a block there. All right, I got it all created now. Guess what's going to happen now? Their thought life? Now, everything from being repetitive, is they're going to embrace it now. And when they embrace that God, because they Because well, it's going to be hard for me to get away. Because they have embraced that negativity. And they just set up and said, I know God going to love me. I know I ain't never going to be nothing. I know it ain't meant for me to have money. I know it's people that talk. You're sitting here today. Some of you can identify with what I'm saying. It's time for you to stop them. See that your job is to demolish and expose That nasty devil for who he is. The Bible says it. Let's read it again so I can show you. It says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself in the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, guess what, Jesus? Listen to the last part (laughs) of that. Capture your thoughts. How many of you ever know, know what capture means? It means to take something by force. When you capture something, you capture it without somebody else's will for you to do it. You take it. It's time for us to take our thoughts and do something with them other than let the enemy have them. When that negative thought is in your mind, float around, take it and give it to God. Say, God, your word says that. The the doctor told me I have cancer, so you sit around and you're like, oh, I have cancer, Oh, no, 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 I'm going to go real with some of y'all crying about COVID. I have COVID. I have COVID, I'm going to die. I ain't breathing good. (laughs) And some people around you, and somebody's going to laugh because you're over COVID now, and they want to live on you and whining like a baby. Wouldn't it be something if... When you thought he was taking your last breath, you cast that down and said, Father, you said it is your will that I live. You said I would have abundant life by the word of God. In Jesus' name, it's through your name, Jesus, that you signed the check today against COVID. COVID can't do nothing no more to me than what you allow because you signed the check. You are my ride to die. You showed up with me to this party. And when they say, be wild, be a fair, (laughs) bring your own battle, not your own beard. (laughs) The battle of the word of God should be inside of you. You see, when you have God in your heart, you know his will. When you have God on the inside, you you have a conversation, you have a connection with God. It doesn't matter what comes to sit on your doorstep, but you know how to process it and you know how to deal with it. So now I know that the devil, according to the word of God, Is out to destroy me. So when he comes with that imagination, which he's very creative and very resourceful, guess what? My God is more creative and more resourceful than he'll ever be. That's why he threw him out of heaven. Because my God has all the power. I serve a mighty good God. (laughs) It's the word of God that we got to learn and get more in in our heart. It ain't all these songs out here. It ain't all these people out here. We want to put more stuff in our life instead of putting more Jesus in our life. We want to put everything else going out here. We want to go get a new pair of shoes. We want to do everything else. And what we end up doing is we end up giving the enemy so much spiritual real estate in our life. Some of you don't even realize that you're giving him real estate in your life. You're not selling it. You're giving it to him. You don't understand that what God has, when you surrendered and gave God your life, you God's property. Stop playing around with the devil and trying to give him some of it back. you God's property. God needs the folk that are committed. You commit, come hell or high water. You commit no matter what your pocketbook looks like. You commit it no matter what your time looks like. You no like. You see, if I wasn't committed, I would have been home this morning. Your boy would have been in the bed. telling you right now. i told somebody else to speak today. But I have to be the example to my church. Yeah. And I'm hoping that some of you all will see it and follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Don't follow me as I follow Mike. Because yeah. Mike will get me in trouble every time. I have to look at that dude and be like, if you don't stop. <laughs> me, myself, and I. Yeah. Three of them are always trying to take over. Me, myself, and I. Me want to do one thing, myself want to do another, and I say, Yo, man, why can't we just go this way? Oh, yeah. It's about it, right here. You, know, you don't have to come at you physically. Sometimes you know, to conceal myself in your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings. You sit around talking about, oh, it's postpartum mood. Or you sit around talking about, I just don't know why I feel this way. I just feel like I need some I ice cream. I don't know why I feel like this, but I need to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel better. <laughs> I need to put my favorite song on. It makes me feel better. I need to call my favorite person that just rubs me and strokes me and let me say whatever stupid stuff I want, they never stop doing. I need to call them, some of us are addicted to that mess. And people just listen to your junk. And see, I know Pastor Mike, and some of you know that I've talked to me. I'll let you get a little bit out so I can find out what's going on, but I'm going to shut you down. We ain't going to keep talking (laughs) there. I'm the wrong brother. You will not put that stuff inside of me. I will not be a trash can today. And some of you all need to start saying that don't be a trash can. Because guess what? What goes in now, here we go, casting down imagination. Now what they're saying, you have another time somebody talking about, oh, I don't feel like I'm happy anymore, John. And next thing you know, Tom over here, ain't he happy with Susan. And Susan ain't happy with Disney. It's the influential spirit. Because you sat and listened to that junk. It turned out for recognizing the enemy or not recognizing the enemy in your life. He won't come just physically all the time. He would rather come emotionally. He'd rather come in, in that very thing that you're going to stay tied to no matter whether you're in bed, on the plane, at work, at church. Wherever you go, you take that thing with you. Go. Wherever you go. Wherever you go. You go get some ice cream and you still sit there praying. You go shopping. Wherever you go. You go home. You try to lay down. Oh I need to be. Some of you, you think your financial situations and your physical situations, whatever you're dealing with, is truly about what you're seeing and your eyes aligned to you. The reason why some of you today are dealing with the things that you deal with is because of it's spiritual warfare, and you haven't recognized that the enemy is all in your hearts. Yeah. And I'm telling you today, it's time now. It's time to capture him. It's time to capture those resources and his creativity and throw it out. It's time for you to be creative. Okay. It's time for you to figure out what your resources are, Amen. which is the word of God. Amen. This is where your resources are. The word of God. Because the yes. promises of God are right here in the word of God. Amen. And if your life is going to change, you got to know what God's word says. Amen. I should get to come to each one of you right now, if I wanted to, and give you something like cancer. Diabetes, money, family issues, and you'll be able to find the scripture right away. This is how it's spiritual exercise. you have got to get used to doing spiritual exercise. Last week I talked about be still. What does it mean? Let go of your grip. Stop believing that you're in control because you're not. The only thing you control is your response. You don't control anything that happens to you. A person can walk right up to you and slap you in your mouth. If you don't catch them, they're going to slap you in your mouth. But it's your response, whether you slap them back or not. And I ain't here to tell you to turn the chief, I ain't here to to take the people up. Because I ain't gonna pay for your legal fees. But that's really where I want to be today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some more, but y'all can't take all of this that I have for you. I'm gonna be talking about this again. But I want to leave you with some major concepts here. Whatever you do, you'll in the name of Jesus. One. Two, it is your job to demolish and expose Satan of who he is in your life. It ain't your job to call out other people like we tend to sometimes. We'll call out other wife or people in the church. Say it's, no, 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 no. no. It's your job to see where he is actually showing out in your life. And when you see where he's showing out in your life, now you pull the covers off of him. You expose him for who he truly is. And see, when you expose him for who he truly is, you'll say something like this in your prayer. God, create a Right spirit, a clean heart. You see, certain things that you can pray. You say, God, clean me up. God, make sure my spirit is right so that I can see myself. God, show me who I am, Father. Anything about me that you don't like, show me, God. The Bible says, examine yourself. Because you can't help nobody else until you get yourself straight. And we all have a battle every day because the enemy do, does not care who you are, how much you pray, how much you speak in tongues. The enemy don't care how much you run around the church and shout. The enemy don't care how much you come to church. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, we're going to put the script on it. Where he's steal, killing and destroying. I want you now to know that it's your job to demolish and expose him and capture every thought. Demolish, expose him, and capture every thought. Bible just said it right here. Capture every thought, anything that exalts itself. See, one thing you'll find out if you go back up in this scripture, the reason why um where I want to take it. I'll just repeat it. The reason why every need will file is because. Jesus was obedient to death. That's why he said it's that name. It's about his name because he was obedient to death. Jesus, as the God-man, he went before the Father and he said, God, if it be possible, let this experience of death pass from me when he was in the garden. Anybody here remember that? The God-man was experiencing the fleshly part of it and was saying, God, if it be possible. But then the last time he said, "Nevertheless." Let thy will be done. And he was obedient to death, and that's why God said, It's the name. Don't you dare think you're going to come to me without coming through my son. It's the name that's on the check for some of you all, whatever problem that you're dealing with this week and going forward. Start standing in front of whatever it is and say, Stand and stand bold and say, I have Jesus' name. On my check. Devil, you gotta go. I have Jesus' name on my check. Cancer, you gotta go. I have Jesus' name on my check. Diabetes, you gotta go. I have Jesus' name on my check. COVID, you gotta go. I have Jesus' name on my check. Family issues, you gotta go. I have Jesus' name on my check. My son, daughter, you gotta get yourself free. I have Jesus' name on my check. Yeah. That car's gotta act right. Yes. I have Jesus' name on my check. Yes. Stand with Jesus in the midst of your problems, and I, I promise you today. I don't say anything today; that's not true. I promise you today, you'll see a difference in your attitude. You'll see a difference in your thought process. You will see a difference in your children in your husband or your wife and that's why I at you and say, man you ain't like you used to be. You see, I didn't know this brother all that well many years ago, Amen. but since being in this ministry, Amen. one thing that I can do is tell him at different times, I see a different man. Amen. 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 I see a different man. Yes. Yes. Somebody should Say that about all of us. Amen. Amen. Because God's supposed to be inside of us. Yeah. And it don't mean that you have everything, all your I's and dotted, all your T's across. Y'all know me about some of these people that themselves Christians and they, they're the first one of talk to people. I got a problem with that. Instead of praying for folks. Why can't they pray for folks when they, when, when they mess up or they need something or they just don't look like you? Because you think you is all that in the bag of chips. Why can't we just pray for them? And yet still we got to talk about it. And that's not God. That's not the word of God. Somebody should see, all of us here today, there's something different inside of us. Don't come to church. I implore you. Don't come to church and make it like it's a regular day. You walk through that door. One thing about it here, unless you run up here on me and my man won't. But outside of that, if you decide you got to run around this church, because God is so good to you, you run around this church. And you let a usher tell you not to send them to me. You just come right out of your praise. Whatever you say. go see the pastor. Go back to running. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be the hospital where Amen. we come in and have fun and we have a ball and we rejoice <laughs> and we love the Lord and we get healed with the Get down up here and there's for a reason. I don't want to see you. If you ain't standing up, if you ain't clapping, if you don't I so get into my praise and I'm hoping somebody else will get in it with me. Amen. When you see me just keep playing, it's something about music. The Bible says music suits the statutes. Yeah, here we go. For some of y'all that's been in church, you know, been in church a little too long. <laughs> Think back to that song when you was really out there chilling. With old book. And all of y'all have a certain soul that puts you right back in a whole other place. It ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real up in here. We all got an old stone. Like when it come on Marvin Gaye or some Teddy some of y'all that's older. Say somebody's junkies and don't know name's like that, but some of that stuff, it puts y'all somewhere that I ain't lying. And you could, you could be going through whatever you just was like. When <laughs> you start thinking about ourselves <laughs> that's how it has to be with God. Yeah. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope and pray that the Word of God truly enriches your life in Jesus' name. Amen.